in that time, I realized how disconnected from my body I was, even though I was practicing yoga, even though I was deeply in tune with myself and meditating and all those things, I was just all in the head. I was all in the states of doing, I'm going to, you know, manifest and do all these crazy things and like X, Y, and Z, but it wasn't about the feeling. There was no embodiment of what I desired. There was no presence. It was just all kind of fleeting and floating with anxiety and urgency. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all, and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch. We've got a really fun episode today. We've got a really fun guest. You guys are gonna, you gals, you're gonna love her. Today on the show, we have Annette Maria. And listen to this, okay? Hold on to your hats. Annette is a feminine liberation guide. Can I get an amen? Annette is a feminine liberation guide, intuitive facilitator of energy healing, channel for multidimensional beings, published author, and bhakti yogi. Her work supports women to uncover their soul's unique purpose, reclaim their inner goddess, hair flip, and manifest their soul's deepest desires. She wants to see the planet a place that supports everyone living out their soul's purpose reminded of their limitless potential and able to fully feel their humanness. I'm obsessed with so much of the verbiage in this introduction. Um, <laughs> we, I'm going to speak for everyone and say that we are super excited to have you on the show and spread your, spread your love and light with us. Um, so, so amazing. Annette, thanks for being here. Brittany, thank you so much. And I'm so, so happy to be here as well and to, to guide in this way. Thank you. Mm, yes. Amazing. Let's, let's simplify this. Pretend I'm a fourth grader. I have no idea what a feminine liberation guide means or an intuitive facilitator of energy healing, any of this amazing stuff. I'm a fourth grader. Tell me what it is exactly that you do in it. Absolutely. So, so when you look at it, right, there's two energies within us all. It doesn't matter what gender we are. There's the feminine energy and the masculine energy. And within that, it's like, if you had a, a box, that's the masculine, that's the container. And then the feminine is what flows inside of the box. So it's kind of that space spaciousness in that space, in that box, I should say. And what I do is I guide women back to that spaciousness because so many women, men, doesn't matter what our genders are. So many individuals on this planet are operating from this overly masculine energy, which means this over 
doing this constant go, go, go. And there's no reprieve. There's no space. There's no creativity infused. And then that's when we see burnout, a lack of inspiration, the anxiety and all of those things start to pop up from that energetic foundation being kind of astray, right? Crumbling. <laughs> so that is a one element of me and my work. And then when I say intuitive facilitator of healing, I have the ability to, to heal and transform individuals, but I'm not doing it. I am facilitating it. I am just the channel, the conduit. I'm not the one healing, right? Um, I'm the one that is open up to the energy from the divine to support that in the other individual and to empower them that they are the ones healing themselves. Their body has that intelligence. Mm, amazing. How in the name of everything holy did you <laughs> manage did you find your way to this specific pocket of gift giving? Mm. <laughs> so first of all, I just love your energy. It's amazing. I just wanted to put that little cherry in hair flow. <laughs> um, and so what brought me to this was my own journey of being disconnected from my feminine and being in that state of overly burning out, I was, I'm such a doer. I have so much fire, but fire just as fast as it can be lit, it could just fall right out, right? It could just kind of crumble us and burn us up, right? And that's what my fire did to me back in 2017. I was in my first and last corporate job ever. I was in fashion before and all the, all those types of different things. And I was praying basically. And I was just like, let me teach yoga full time. Like I'm done with this. I'm, I'm done. Let me step into what I'm supposed to do on this earth. And then two weeks later, I got fired. Just she's done. She's out. I'm like, all right, God, that was like a really aggressive, but thank you for that push. And that push led me to have one of the worst and best years of my life, depending on when you asked me that was, right? And in that time, I realized how disconnected from my body I was, even though I was practicing yoga, even though I was deeply in tune with myself and meditating and all those things, I was just all in the head. I was all in the space of doing, I'm going to you know, manifest and do all these crazy things and like X, Y, and Z, but it wasn't about the feeling. There was no embodiment of what I desired. There was no presence. It was just all kind of fleeting and floating with anxiety and urgency. So that kind of evolved me into what I do now. Then I stepped into massage therapy and then just seeing all the people I worked with and the repetition of that overly masculine energy that they were operating in I was just like there's more here I don't I'm like I don't want to work on your physical body anymore I want to work on the energetics I want to work on what is happening in there because that is what's causing us the pain that's what's causing us the dis-ease in our bodies so that led me to now infusing my work in this way and now I do still work with the body. The main way I lead women back is through embodiment. So that is using the body as the vehicle, as the, the tool to have the conversation. We don't have so much of that, you know, mental work. Of course, the mindset's infused, but I really focus on women dropping back into their body and learning and listening to that intelligence. 
Mm. Amazing. Ironically, not ironically, because I don't believe in coincidences. Inside of uh, my my program, our community, we are or have just finished a workshop called Your Busy Story. And so what we really did was we peeled back kind of the we didn't go in this way of looking at the masculine versus feminine energy, but we definitely took a look at the doing and what drives the doing and this, this urgency, like you say, to do, to prove, to achieve, to produce. I'm curious now that you've transitioned over into more of this energetic and embodiment work I know for me, you know, this is something that I I am actively working on is doing less better. Um, but it's really resistant. And I know that most of, you know, most of the my clients inside of the stepmom story, they're all high achievers, right? Most are high achievers and have this uh, high achiever identity, this like doer identity. And so one of the things I said in in your busy story last night in our workshop was um, we're not here to be human doings. We're here to be human beings. But I want to ask you, what do you notice when it comes to the resistance? What's the most common resistance, I guess, that you notice in your clients in inviting them back into their bodies? That it's not important Mm -hmm. that there could be doing other things that the worth that they have is in what they do and not who they are. Right. So like the labels that we put on ourselves or whatever it may be, it's really that lack of importance. And that's why so many of us have that disconnection, whether how we feed ourselves, how we move our bodies, how we relate to our sexuality, right? It's kind of the last thing mm-hmm. that we worry about or that we put on our list. But what, what if it was the first thing? Mm-hmm. Who would you be if you were enough just to be you, just to be in your body? I'm having a lot of, I'm having a lot of feelings come over me right now because I feel like this conversation isn't had enough. We need to be having this conversation more than we are. When I imagine, let me back up here. Most of you listening probably know that I have a little bit of a trauma past, a little bit of a trauma history. So getting into the body is kind of a scary thing for people who have gone through trauma. And I truly believe everyone on this planet has trauma stored in their body somewhere. Can you, for anyone who's listening right now, that's maybe a little bit interested in reconnecting with herself in her body, but maybe that doesn't feel super duper safe. Could you give us maybe one thing that you would advise as kind of like a dip your toe in and connect in a way that doesn't feel super intense and intimidating, right? I feel like the energy behind this work is supposed to be warm and nurturing and luscious and beautiful. But when that resistance is there and that disconnection from the body is so chronic, 
it feels really uncomfortable to get back into the body and to feel things. So what's a beginner's guide? What's a beginner's entry point to come back into her body? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a crucial thing that you just mentioned. And the first thing before I share like a tangible practice is finding that safety, right? If you're still in the home, the place, the relationship, whatever it is that caused you that trauma, or it caused you to feel that amount of unsafety that you disassociated and, you know, pulled away, it's to remove yourself from that as best as you can, or however that may look for you and to cultivate that safety for yourself. First and foremost, that is the most important thing, because if you don't feel safe, how you said, then that resistance isn't just met by your body. It's met by your whole nervous system. It's like, no, 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 no. We can't go here yet. We still are protecting ourselves. What do you deal with? You can't let, you can't let your guard down when you insane, you know? So first the safety is crucial. And, you know, not just relaxing the nervous system through, um, there's a beautiful practice of just putting your legs up the wall for 10 minutes. And that just doing that, you know, helps reverse that blood flow, helps relax the nervous system, but a way that you can do it through embodiment that really allows you to drop into the body is just through simply shaking and just putting on, just say like a four minute song and just shaking around the room whether it's literally just shaking your hands or shaking the whole body, shimmying a little bit, right? Really releasing and making any noises that you need to do as doing that, bopping the knees, you know, full body shake. And really when you do that, you want to inhale through the nose. And as you exhale, ha, really release the jaw and really allow there to be that release. And whatever may come up throughout that is okay. But that is a beautiful way to drop back in. And, you know, something I want to share, because for some people, they're like, well, what do you mean? Why would I shake, right? You know, if we have dogs or pets and we smother them and we love them so much and we just give them a big hug and then they walk away and they shake because they're like, that was too much. What did you do, mom? And (laughs) that is them releasing stress. That's them releasing the tension and then they move on, right? And we're animals. And that is a common practice amongst animals is that act of shaking. So try it on and really include that breath as well. Cause that lets you stay anchored in the body. I love that. You know, what's coming up for me right now. I have a three-year-old, his name is Rory. And I am, I was just reflecting was, as you were saying this on all of the like bouncing and jumping that he does. And I was like, where is it? where do we learn that we're not supposed to like move our bodies like that? Right. Like where do we learn that it's not okay to flip and flop around and jump up and down? And is it school age? Right. Why do we, why do we condition ourselves out of what our body wants to do? Absolutely. And that is, I am all about bringing us back to that childlike expression, right? Not to have a temper tantrum in the middle of a grocery store, because that's not the point. Right. But to do it in your home, to be able to express yourself, as that little kid desires, because that little kid is still inside of you. Mm -hmm. That little kid is still running the show in some ways, that inner child, right? And to let that inner child be expressed the way it desired to, you know, your, your son, right? You said you had a son, right? Um, You know, he's still doing it, but at some point, something's going to tell him to not. And then all those feelings are going to get pushed away and repressed down. And, you know, hopefully he, you know, is able to express them, but 
there's just society tells him he shouldn't do this in public, right? They shouldn't do X, Y, and Z. So it's about cultivating that space within your home, within yourself, within your family that you can. Like something me and my partner do, well, we want to act like little children is we'll be like, we'll say, I am whatever age we're feeling. I'm eight right now. And we just let ourselves like be that like eight-year-old, three-year-old. And then we're like, the person witnesses it, they laugh at it. Right. And then we're just like, all right, we move on. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's not about being stuck. And that's the thing we all, we get stuck in the emotions and the emotions are just meant to be moved through us. They're just waves. Right. And kids got it together. They move through it. And then they're like, all right, like, what are we doing next? And you're, you're like, you just freaked out. What do you mean? (laughs) You know? So I love that. I love that like connection with the inner child. You know, I, one of, I think we, in the demo, I'm sorry, I'm gonna talk about this again. In the demo, I'm sorry, we had a guest come in and host a, an inner child breathwork um, practice for us. And to this day, the gals who have gone through it said that that inner child workshop was kind of the like missing piece in in their healing right and and what a really amazing and super fun place to carve out like in your home with your partner to be like I am acknowledging that this is like coming from inner child stuff right like my inner child's wounded right now I'm gonna throw a tantrum and we're going to move on from it instead of shaming ourselves and judging ourselves. Like, I know I'm not supposed to feel X, Y, Z, right? Like as an adult, I'm not supposed to feel X, Y, Z. Stop crying. Don't feel that way. Don't be jealous. Don't be annoying. Yeah. But it's different. So I am obsessed with this idea. I'm, <laughs> it's coming in. It's coming home with me. I love that <laughs> so much. It's, it's monumental, you know, and also to know that all emotions are valid. They're all neutral. Emotions aren't good or bad, right? We just made them that through our perception, through society's perceptions, but anger is just as important as happiness. There's no, there's no mortality to them. Um, so it is really, I think, crucial for us. Again, a big part of my work is to allow people to feel their humanness mm-hmm. because especially spiritual beings, we think we're on this like spiritual quest right but we're souls having this human experience so we were here to have like that's part of why we're here i think and we're here to feel it all we're not here just to disconnect and just fly high we're here to feel it and to be in it which is hard for the soul sometimes and you know the ego and all that but yeah that's a big part of the feminine is allowing that expression that creativity that space to come back. Amazing. So after, after a client say had been working with you for a while and had reconnected with that spaciousness inside of the box, I'm, I'm just making an assumption that that would kind of be the time or throughout this process that you would have them guide them to connect with, like you said, their soul's unique purpose. What specifically does that mean? Yeah. So I believe, and I have been, you know, shown and told that, you know, we are all, I feel like our purpose is to, you know, live out our humanness. Our soul's reason for being here is to be the human, but we're on a mission as well. And that mission is 
how we serve others. So oftentimes when we step into careers or whatever jobs it may be, it's okay, what do I do? What can I do? How can I make money? Me, 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 right? But when we shift into living out our mission or purpose deeper, it's really shifting into the we. How can I serve? And I think when people are aligned in their purpose, that is when they feel the most fulfilled. That's when they're in their zone of genius is really what that means specifically to what you asked. And that's where you feel a bit challenged, but you feel like you are in your place that you just, you can live in this energy. You know, you can continue on doing this and you feel fulfilled and happy and uplifted. And that can alter too, right? Like our purpose, our mission isn't finite and that can alter, but it's like our our why behind what we're doing, I feel like is the mission. Like my why behind all that I do is really to support individuals and feeling wildly expressed in their humanness and being alive. And that includes different aspects and different ways I've connected with people. So it's not, again, not putting it into a box like, oh, I want to help people. So I'm going to just coach and I'm just going to stay right here. Right not restricting our soul's desire to, to do different things, to expand in different ways and to allow that connection to, to be how we serve in this world. I love that. And I feel, I feel like allowing that space and saying this doesn't, you know, just because you're going down this avenue right now doesn't mean you're confining yourself to a box. Once you start getting really curious about all these different avenues, like there's so much more that opens up when you just allow yourself to explore instead of focusing on like a specific destination and a specific goal. And maybe this goes back to embodiment, but but personally, you know, I'm a, I'm a very feely person. I can feel when something is wrong, right? I can feel when something is off. I can feel when I've outgrown something. And, and I think it's really a disservice that a lot of, a lot of us do to ourselves is stay somewhere past our expiration date because we are in this maybe masculine box of I need to prove something. I need to provide here. I need to be strong here. I need to power through. So cool. Super cool. I'm having so many light bulbs right now. I'm just, I'm loving it. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, it's really, um, monumental when we allow ourselves to evolve, right? When life, I mean, the constant, you know, everyone always says change is the number one constant. I really think polarity is the number one constant in our life. There's always death and rebirth, right? You, there's always like, I'm feeling great, but then there's fear, right? There's always these two sides because we are just contradicting ourselves all the time. And the more I've heard, I don't know who said this quote, but it was like, the world doesn't need more positive thinkers. It needs more people who understand polarity Mm -hmm. and understanding that, you know, there's going to be this separation, this dualism, as long as we're in this human form. So I think allowing ourselves to, to die, right. To allow those parts of ourselves to wash away is, it's crucial. Mm -hmm. So good is there anything else that you are feeling called to share with us right now 
I think for some coming back to the body may feel like this daunting task and that there's, you know, it may feel overwhelming to come back home in this way. And I want to share that, yes, it could feel overwhelming and it could be overwhelming, but it's also so deeply beautiful. And I think it is what we all deeply yearn for when we're out in the world trying to grab onto all these different things. It's and that anxiety and that fear. It's our beings are just craving presence. Mm -hmm. It's craving that place to come back into this moment. What's now? rather than looking out into what will be and what was. So I just wanted to share, share that the, the body is enough and the present moment is enough as well. And this actually dropped through meditation for me the other day where I had this feeling of, well, what if the present moment isn't enough? And then I was like, whoa, like who said that? You know, like it was just like this, like something just hit me over the top of the head. And you know, cause everyone always says like everything that you're desiring is in this moment, within this moment. And it's could be overwhelming if you're in a place that's like, you're not feeling that amazing. Right. Or you're not feeling that connected or plugged in. And for me, I was feeling this like armor around my body, like this sense of protection. And it was just that space of like, well, what, how can this be enough? And I opened myself, I have the ability to channel and to connect. So I, just, you know, was asking and pondering this and what came through was just the present moment means that you have the ability to choose, right? You have the ability to choose which direction you want to go into. And I think that's when, when we refer to the present moment, having all that we need in the now, it really allows us to, to choose a new reality, right? To choose that new frequency that we're desiring. And I just wanted to add that in because sometimes when we hear like, you know, it's all available now, that's like very not grounded for someone that's like more tangible, right? So the ability to choose again can be found here and in your body. I love that. And, and I want to speak to this not enough thing. Um, this has just been something that's popping up in my consciousness very often right now is this um, really ingrained subconscious belief of not enoughness. Mm-hmm. And, and so what's coming to me right now is like, we have this thought that the present moment isn't enough because we are still grappling with not enoughness in some way, shape or form. The present moment can't be enough when I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix because I'm not enough in that moment. I am not doing being enough in that moment. So, um, you know, I know that not enoughness is a core wound that we all struggle with and that we all battle with. and and getting to a place where you just allow yourself to be is this whole other realm of freedom, but it never, it never is a destination. You know, the present moment is it's, it's gone now. Right. And now (laughs) it's gone. And now it's gone again. There's, I think what I'm trying to say is that, we put so much emphasis on this end goal. We think we're just going to get there. We think we're just going to 
be enough. We think we're just going to one day have it all figured out. We think we're just going to have the perfect relationship. We're going to be, eventually we're going to have that dollar number in the bank that makes us enough. And, and releasing that is a process and it's never done. (laughs) But like you said, everything can exist in this, in this polarity. I can have this thought of not enoughness at the same time as I can have the thought of I'm perfect just the way that I am right now. And what a really cool experience that we get to be here in our skin bags (laughs) <laughs> and and playing and playing around with what it feels like to allow multiple parts of ourselves to exist at one time. Yeah, because it's not just about there's so many different aspects to ourselves, right? And it's the more we can get to know again, like that light side, the shadow side, the fear, like when we can really feel it all is when we can really get to know all aspects of us. And it's like, we're no longer hiding from ourselves because we know what we're like when we're super fear driven or X, Y, and Z. And it's, I think getting to know ourselves again and our humanness is a big part of our purpose as souls on this planet. And then living out that mission is another layer to that. But, you know, we're so caught, we've, we're so multidimensional. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it all. If our listeners would like to connect with you, get to know more about you, maybe do a little shake, a move and a shake with you, (laughs) where's the best place to find you, Annette? Absolutely. So you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at its.annettemaria. I also have a Facebook community called the Shakti Rising Collective, where I support women in this way. Um, I have a podcast myself called the sacred dance where we explore all the polarities of our existence. We go into the shadow, we go into the light, we find the alchemy and yeah, you can connect with me there. Super fun. I'll be sure to link all of those up in the show notes. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I am going to listen to this episode again when it comes out. (laughs) So I can't wait to bring inner child into our house and do a little shake. And you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you so, so much. It was really beautiful to talk with you too. Thank you. Hey there, Brittany here. I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep, beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. 
I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts, tag me in your stories, let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>